Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Well, I'm sure you had the Kentucky and St. Peter's game. You had that one oh, yeah. correctly, did you not? Oh, yeah. I nailed that one. I had just, that, like four, uh, I, just like four out of six million. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got my bracket got eradicated yesterday, but I assume a lot of people's did. So uh, I also had Iowa as my sleeper Cinderella final four pick. So, got two of them knocked out of my final four, but uh, it's been a weird tournament, which is fun. It's it's fun when it's weird. Watching Alabama right now just kind of mm. fall apart here against Notre Dame. Yeah, it's it like a 17-5 run or something a minute ago. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you could watch Arkansas's women not having such a good day too. Uh, they're down 32 to 16 to Utah mm. with six minutes to go in the second quarter. So. At least there's still plenty of time left if they can start hitting some shots. Yeah, that's going to be a tough comeback. Yeah. Ouch. Well, Texas is leading Virginia Tech 48-42. Someone just scored a moment ago. That was Texas. 50-42. to 42 mm-hmm. With 12-50 left to play in yep. the game. Miami and USC, that was a good game. Came down to a half-court heave there that uh, went off the backboard. But uh, – that was a good game. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Hogpen says, when and what time is the McDonald's All-American game? How can you watch it? And what's going on with Anthony Black? Well, Anthony Black is to play in that game March 29th in Chicago. I don't know the times, but I'm guessing – Sometime in the evening, I think that'd be safe to say. Uh, they usually play both the men's and the women's in the same day, but um, it's March 29th. And Anthony Black, according to uh, many sources, uh, Kevin McPherson came on the other day and said that Arkansas was in great shape, he felt like, with um, Anthony Black, particularly after that last visit. So we'll see. Uh, let's check in with uh, Robert. Robert, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? I do. Uh, I just read uh, one of these sports writers, uh, national sports writer, has has Arkansas at number six in football for next year. What do you think about that? And I've also heard another top ten guy say it was top ten. What do you think about that? Well, I think Arkansas has a chance to be better than they were this past season. But, man, I mean, it's like this every year. I know the schedule is just so brutal. <laughs> I mean, I thought Josh Pate, who does the National College Football Show, made a good point about that, kind of a similar comment as I just made. But, you know, you look at last year, Arkansas opens with Rice. This year they open with Cincinnati, a lot tougher opponent, you know. Uh, they've got Liberty. They, you know, the, the, they've got BYU at BYU. Bobby Petrino's, you know, they should beat – Mon, uh, Missouri State, but I mean, 
there's still Bobby Petrino coming to town. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just such a brutal schedule. But, uh, I mean, I look out there and I see four offensive linemen returning. I see an all-ACC caliber quarterback in K.J. Jefferson. They've got to replace Traylon Burks, but they've recruited well at that position. They should have enough guys that can, can step up and maybe maybe have a little bit more diversity in terms of spreading the ball out to, to different playmakers. Warren Thompson, Keetron Jackson, Jaden Hazelwood, of course, who Sam Pittman thinks is maybe a you know just a kind of a one-and-done type at Arkansas. So hopefully he is for Arkansas. Hopefully he, he has that kind of season. Um, Trey Knox at tight end. You return um, your best running backs, uh, Rocket Sanders and Dominic Johnson. So offensively, you know, you'd like to think that they should uh, not miss much of a beat. Obviously, you know, the Traylon Burks thing is the biggest glaring thing and, you know, who's going to start at left tackle. Defensively, they've got to, you know, rely on some – some key transfers. They need Drew Sanders to be a guy. They need um, uh, Latavius Brini to be a guy. Dwight McLaughlin to be a guy. Uh, Dominic, uh, Jordan Dominic, uh, Landon Jackson, and you know whoever else they end up getting out of the portal. They they need some help there. They did make a tremendous improvement last year from the previous year, and you know again from the previous year before that. I mean, two years ago this team was in defense, last in total defense and last in scoring defense in the SEC, and I think they were sixth and seventh last year, so more middle of the pack, upper middle of the pack last season. So um, I think they have a chance to be better than they were last year, and they finished ranked 21st, but, you know, so much of it comes down to the close games. I mean, they barely edged Mississippi State, and they barely lost Ole Miss. You know, it feels like kind of a, a split in some of those games. So, um, you know. You just got to win more of those close games than, than you lose, and maybe there's a chance that they could end up uh, being even better next year. But the schedule always what was our stays class ranked? in this conference. What was our class ranked for this coming year? Well, it depends on what you mean exactly. Uh, there's three different rankings now. There's a recruiting ranking for just high school recruits. Uh, there, Arkansas is 28th. There's a ranking for transfers. And I believe Arkansas was seventh or eighth, something like that, in transfer portal rankings. And then there's a hybrid model, which probably is the best way to go. And I, Arkansas was 20th in that one. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Trey. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Robert. Gosh. Did he say six? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody has him high as six. Wow. I've seen him. I've seen him eighth also. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people are high on Arkansas. That's a good thing. I mean, you want high expectations. Sure. I mean, uh, at the same time, you have to pick and choose your people who are your detractors and make sure you emphasize that people don't believe in you because apparently that's uh, that's the way to get ahead in, in sports is to, to have a chip on your shoulder about something. So, But, uh, yeah, they're, they've gotten some, some preseason love, no question about it. And, you know, for Arkansas, and I've said this before, Arkansas never gets the benefit of the doubt. Nobody ever says, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to rank Arkansas if they weren't ranked before. Uh, and like two things usually have to happen: you have to finish ranked the previous season, and you have to have your quarterback returning. <laughs> Otherwise, not many people give Arkansas the benefit of the doubt. But uh, that's what's happening right now. They've got their quarterback returning, and they finished uh, in the top 25 last season. So a lot of people are giving them love. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm surprised we haven't been asked this already. But just in case you've already heard this, maybe you haven't. Tomorrow night's game with New Mexico State 
740. 740 mm-hmm. is expected tip-off time. It'll be back on TNT and Brad Nessler. You know, what? what is, uh, we'll have the call on TNT, of course, Chuck and Coach Z will have it on radio. Um, does it not sound strange to you to hear Jim Nance, Bill Rafferty, and um, uh, Grant Hill doing commentary and even doing taglines, promos mm-hmm. for TNT? Well, it's a lot more weird to listen to Avery Johnson call this Alabama game. Oh, my gosh. He sounds like he is. He's got the highest-pitched voice you'd ever hear. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, plus he, yeah, he was a coach at Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about when they're showing the promos and TBS has the national championship game? Yeah. I, I, don't, know what, how, I don't know how all that works. I've, I've just come, you know – to get used to it, it's just, you know, it's True TV, TNT, TBS, yeah. CBS. Is well, C- USA? Is USA also in that mix? No. no. C- no. CBS no. was paying so much for the tournament that they decided to uh, bring TBS in as a partner, which TNT and True TV are all part of. And so yeah. that's how they got involved. And I, I did remember that part of the agreement was they were going to get one national championship game, and this is the year. So mm-hmm. it's on TBS. I'm sure Jim Nance will call it. But it's on TBS. There's a lot of different ways to watch it, too. I mean, I think you can go to NCAA online, yep. mm-hmm. uh, NCAA.com and watch it. Um, on the apps, you've got Paramount Plus, which is the CBS app that you get free, by the way, with the Hog Sports subscription if you're not on any other promotion. But that's got everything um, lined up there. There's the March Madness app also that – you know, you have to log in with your credentials and stuff, but it's got it a little bit more organized. You can check your bracket on there, check the stats, you know, flip around from game to game, and then, of course, you're just regular channel guide that you can watch that way. So uh, there's so many different ways to watch the, all the games. I mean, you don't, have to, you don't have to miss a game. I can remember, you know, it wasn't that long ago, I was thinking about um, Coach K when, they, when Duke won the national championship in, like, 92, and I just remember watching, the, you know, watching those tournament games. And, uh, you know, you, you, you didn't get the opportunity to, to just flip around and, and watch different games like that. Of course, a lot has changed with television, I guess, in the last 30 years. But, really? um, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's cool to be able to check out every single game now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Well, I've got uh, three TVs that I can operate at any one time uh, mm-hmm. when they've got at least three games going on at one time well i caught myself last night watching on uh, my uh that march madness app you were talking about mm-hmm. and thought let me just check this out to see what it's like but um and then i'm i guess it was the murray state game with san francisco and they go overtime and they immediately go to a commercial break and Buffalo Wild Wings, you get your wing. If, if I heard that or saw that correctly, you get your wings correct uh, free when they go into overtime. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're at Buffalo Wild Wings, that's pretty yeah. good promotion. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think I'll start hanging out at Buffalo Wild Wings. Hmm. I might weigh 500 pounds when I leave there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, get free wings. Hey, Let's talk to go. Shane. Shane, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. 
Yeah. Question. Uh, what are what he thinks about the Kentucky situation with them going out so early? Is there any possibility that uh, that they could fire John Calipari? He's got a lifetime contract. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that Kentucky yeah. fans are livid right now, uh, but I don't. I, that's just not happening. No. Unless he were to, unless he were to do it on his own, that's not happening. Yeah, that's right. No, he has a lifetime contract. So, but yes, he would have to do it on his own. And he signed that maybe what just three years ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah, two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that long ago. So, that means um, he's their coach until he decides he doesn't want to be. Exactly. And then even then he would have a role as an ambassador for yeah. the University of Kentucky. So he's he's not he may not be the head coach, but he will be with Kentucky as long as he so chooses. Right. But there's a there's an element that, you know, isn't being considered and that's just the toxicity that can happen. If if things start going poorly and even if you have a lifetime contract, you know, you you don't want to be around an environment that is just nasty and people are, you know, constantly furious. Like, uh, for example, Houston Nutt, when he was at Arkansas, suppose that Houston had had, um, you know, a lifetime contract. He's not going to stick around. You know, he wasn't sticking around because um, everything was just so split and divided that he, he had no choice but to move on. So, um, you know, you can't discount what Kentucky did in the regular season. They had, a, you know, a really strong year and – they lost in the first round. It happens. Um, I listened to his whole post-game press conference, and he's right. You know, you're up eight points with two and a half, three minutes left, then you should win the game, and they didn't. Yeah. Couldn't shoot, couldn't score. In fact, that's uh, you go back to last night's game with Arkansas. Thank goodness for the free throw line because Arkansas mm-hmm. went the last five minutes without scoring the basket. But, uh, Man, those referees last night were absolutely atrocious. Well, second half I could not believe pathetic. some of the stuff yeah. I was seeing. Yeah, the first half was fine. The second yeah. half was just and that that one play. You know, I'm not talking about the one where J.D. Note that was fortunate for Arkansas that it, you know they actually got that right. I fully expected them to mess that up, but the uh, one a little bit before it's a crucial moment and it's clearly clearly off of Vermont. They went to the monitors. They're looking at it forever, and I, I could not believe that they didn't reverse the call. I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, and then you had the traveling call on J.D. Note. I didn't think that was traveling, but I did think it was traveling on the Vermont player, um, Sullivan, I think, when, uh, you know, he was getting trapped. They called the the cylinder violation, I guess, when he got tied up. That was just completely ridiculous. Well, what about I mean, the they one? Should have beat him, they should have beat him by about ten points. If the rest what about the one, the Trey, where – it was either Tony or Bermude underneath the basket. It's going to be on the left side of the basket. I mean, he almost gets knocked to the floor on the shot, mm-hmm. and it's no call. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of both. I mean, you, I could see also, you know, that three-pointer that they took and made um, where the guy, you know, he was knocked down. Um Oh yeah, you know about I did think or, he, I did think no, he kind of extended. I, I think he yeah. kind of extended that leg a little bit. Yeah, I it wasn't too. like a blatant kick out, but you know, I, it was questionable probably. But still, there the were way more against Arkansas, way more calls that weren't going right for Arkansas down the stretch there. But they they really should have won by about ten points. Well, in the first half, if you remember, I think it was a, a, a kind of a swing play where Devo. 
gets the loose ball. He drives to the basket, mm-hmm. and he ends up going into the path of the defensive player. Yeah, he just shoved and, him. And they called the foul on the yeah. other guy, they, yeah, not on Devo. Three-point play, yeah. and actually Devo could have been called. You're right. Yeah, for an offensive foul. So I guess it all evens out, maybe, except for the fact that this was the bizarre point. Rick pointed this out earlier, Trey, and that is – they did not – Vermont did not even get into the bonus in the first half. Arkansas commits four fouls in less than two minutes to begin the second half. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm yep. not sure at what point that. it was bonus, but it couldn't have been much later than, than five or so minutes into the game, it seemed like, before it was already yep. bonus. And J.D. Time. Note, once again, in foul trouble. Yeah. I mean, yep. he's, living, he's living in a land called foul trouble. These last couple months. Yeah. Can he find his way out? Hopefully. They're going to need him to. He can't keep doing that. <laughs> I mean, if they if they advance past New Mexico State, and I'm not saying look ahead past New Mexico State because they're obviously dangerous, but yeah. uh, you, you can't have J.D. Note in foul trouble against Gonzaga if Gonzaga advances also. It's crazy. This been – I'm not going to say anything can't happen. No, uh, they've they, – they have to play Memphis next, Gonzaga, but I don't, I don't, I don't think they'll have any trouble beating Memphis. But you never know. Uh, from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback, Night Walker. I'm not sure if this is the same Night Walker in the Ozark Mountains because I've converted him to a Day Walker. Uh, does Trey anticipate any surprise outgoing transfers or NBA draft entries from the Hogs after the NCAA? tournament uh well i think jd's i mean i can't see what jd note would benefit coming back and he's a senior um, jalen williams i think he could have a decision to make but I, I think he will come back um as far as outgoing transfers i assume he's talking about football um there will be transfers no. that that leave no you think he, he wasn't randy or was i, I think he's talking about maybe Basket- Someone like a Jackson Robinson, a KK uh, Robinson. Yeah. Would it be a oh, Connor Vanover? Yeah, freshman. absolutely. There will be players that transfer out of this Chance basketball more. team. Yeah. There was uh, 100% going to be players that, that transfer out of this basketball program. There's no question that that will happen. It has, I mean, I, I don't know what the number is now. It used to be 40% chance that you would transfer <laughs> out. Uh, after you enrolled wherever you were going, and that was before the immediate eligibility. So, yeah, there's no question that there will be players. I mean, it's not hard to look at the bench and see, you know, guys that maybe are a little older who aren't playing, you know, at least in your second year, third year, whatever. Um, it'll happen, no question. Well, we said this before. No take and return if he chooses to. K.K. Robinson, uh, Devo Davis. Adis Tony, he could return if he chooses. Jalen Williams, uh, Chance Moore, Jackson Robinson, Kamani Johnson, Connor Kamani Johnson, that was my X factor yesterday, Randy, when you asked me. He didn't play, I don't think. He didn't play at all. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. something? Yeah. How did my X factor do? I forgot what was your X factor. Devo. Oh, yeah. Devo, yeah. We had March Devo last night. 
We had March Devo back. We were talking about it yesterday. He was about. I said he was been. He's been about the fifth of the a fifth of the player he was last year during March Madness. But he uh, he definitely X factored. You nailed that one, Randy. I just felt like he had he had to show up if they expected to win. And I never expected the way it played itself out. Meaning, after about two minutes and twenty seconds, he'd be in the game immediately because JD Notake came out firing and missing. And um, I think he even had a turnover, and Eric Musselman said he'd seen enough for a few minutes, and uh, and went Devo. And boy, when he hit when he hit the three pointer from the left wing, I thought he's going to be on that first shot going down. Makes such a huge difference in a player's confidence. All right, Trey. Before we run out of time, and we're down to about three seconds, <laughs> you want to handicap tomorrow? Uh, I'll take Cogs again. Okay, I'll take them again. I don't. I don't know what you know. A betting line. What is it? I think I Arkansas is favored about the same as they were five, six, something like that. Yeah. Well, I'll take another hogs in another close one, but I'll take the hogs. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. That's straight media. Hogsports. Be brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. <laughs>